Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition. It is June 27th, 2023, and we're up to episode 199. Are you ready, Brad? Big 200 right on the corner. We are on the precipice of episode 200, as they would say. Yep, we almost had 199 last week, but we decided there was too much fun happening at CF Camp, so we decided to wait for you guys to come back and tell us all about it. But We, we held back for your good. We knew you couldn't handle it. Yep, I know. My parents were still here. They didn't leave until after the conference, so that's why I didn't make it this year. I was hoping to make it, but, you know, i got to see the parents when they're in the country, so next year. Understandable. Yep. Next year, I'm hoping that we can change that, but uh, for those who don't know, I'm Gavin Picken, Senior Developer at Auto Solutions, and you are Brad Wood, another Senior Developer at Auto Solutions. Whatever the title of the day is, right, Brad? Because you wear many hats. Yep, that's right. Cool. Well, let's get into this. Uh, thanks to those saying hi in the chat. So first up, let's uh, thank our sponsor, Auto Solutions. So they're the makers of Cold Box, Command Box, Forge Box, Test Box, and all the other boxes out there. And there's a few ways you can say thanks back to Auto Solutions that are free. And there's a few that are paid too. But you can like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. Hopefully you're watching in the chat, uh, checking us out online and live. So like and subscribe, and you get those little notifications. Uh, also, um, we have a little command box tool that helps you uh, start and fork all the repos from your dependencies in your app. So please use that. And we'll share that in the show notes and in the chat. And then we also have um, the podcast. Obviously, you're listening to the podcast. We're watching the podcast, <laughs> if you, maybe. If you are hearing this, chances are you know about the podcast. <laughs> so help us with the podcast by uh, subscribing on your podcast player or your podcast app and leave a review. The reviews do help get more attention to it and we want to spread the word about cold fusion and this podcast so please help us do that and then there are free and paid accounts up on cfcast which release great training content every week and it's not just box stuff there's a whole bunch of general cold fusion and even just programming stuff um, related to cold fusion up there on cfcast and the box life store you can buy some cool swag uh order swag from the box life store so check that out and then we've got some books right brad <clears throat> Uh, we do have some books. Uh, we have the 102 Coalbox HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks, uh, which is available on Gumroad, as well as our Learn Modern Cold Fusion CFML in 100 plus minutes. Yeah, uh, those are both available. Uh, the second one can be an ebook or a paper copy. And we will one day, using AI, transform Brad into a 102. Cold box, the command box, quick tips and tricks book, but we haven't done it yet. So we're going to get the subscriptions, AI, the stuff done, and we'll, we'll turn that into a book one day. That's going to be like the the running joke forever, probably. But maybe we can release it. We can do a 103 and say, fooled ya. Anyways. <laughs> well, let's uh, jump into news and announcements. So CF Camp, I heard, was a blast. You want to give us some feedback? Uh CF camp was amazing. It was amaze balls. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm still recovering from CF camp as I was talking to Gavin as we were getting ready. Um, I told him I didn't know if I really fully adjusted to the new time zone 
but by the time I came home to uh, to readjust, but <clears throat> CF camp just got done in Freising, Germany, which is just north of Munich, and it was uh, it was fantastic. We had a, a lot of people there. It was a little bit lower attendance than the last CF camp, which I think everybody expected. I was afraid that there may be like really low attendance just because, you know, after all the lockdowns that went on even even longer in parts of Europe than they did in the U.S., you know, people might be reticent to come. Uh, but there was a really solid crowd. I think Mishi said we had about 130 people, um, which was fantastic. I mean, it, it didn't feel empty at all. Our, our keynote room was packed. I almost uh, had to stand in the back because I came in late. So, you know, all the people over there in Europe that I haven't seen in since like 2019, uh, I was able to see the sessions were uh, were packed. Um, it was it was funny. I don't know why it is, but uh, almost nobody and this this isn't a bad thing. It's, it's a funny thing. Almost nobody stayed out in the hallways uh, during the sessions. If I was kind of hanging out at the sponsor booth, like when they'd be like, all right, we're starting the session, like everybody would like into the rooms and it would just be empty in the hallway. Because uh, people all wanted to just see all the sessions. They were super excited about the content. And there was a bunch of really good sessions. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah European I mean, European uh, attendees yeah. haven't had, you know, the CF summits and all those other ones. And it's the boxes like mm -hmm. we have lately. We've had, I, after COVID, a couple of years now of those events. Yeah. And they've been just waiting and waiting. So, um, yeah, they just wanted to absorb it all, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the the restaurant there at the at the hotel is just really great. They're open late. You can hang out in the bar. The food they have at CF Camp was just freaking awesome. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I, I love the food there. It's like every morning there's this massive spread with like sausages and cheese and smoked salmon. And they had this giant like Nutella container on tap. You'd push a button and it would dispense 15 grams of nutella right onto your plate oh, and then they had this like chunk of honeycomb that you could just like scrape like fresh honey out of and of course the big bavarian pretzels and potatoes mm, i'm hungry already but yeah the the food is just is absolutely excellent at cf camp i love it every time and it's the only cold fusion conference that has a fish option every lunch every single lunch there was fish um very cool but I mean, it, it was just fantastic. Um, I brought a Chiefs uh, NFL Chiefs hat for Mishi to help him celebrate the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, he likes uh, he likes sports and stuff. Uh, I asked him if he was going to try to get a ticket for uh, for when the Chiefs play in Munich this year. And un unfortunately, I saw it today the tickets sold out in five minutes for the, the NFL game in Frankfurt. So I'm and there was like millions of people online so i'm guessing he did not get a ticket to go see that but anyway yeah i mean catching up with everybody was amazing it was uh it was a really good conference and it was like just so good to be back yeah, uh in germany with all that crowd again yep and uh obviously if you guys want to see more go check out the twitter feed for cf camp hashtag uh, I saw a few I just put on the show notes here. So like Alex Wells said, back home from the trip to CF Camp 2023, had a, such an amazing event, such great talks, such amazing community. Gives me another reason why I simply love Cold Fusion. So shout out to all those <laughs> responsible and see you next year. And I like the, one of the tweets that uh, um, Michaela posted from Zach when Zach Spitzer was doing his talk. He's, <laughs> apparently Zach explained this. all Misha's fault. There you go. It makes sense now. <laughs> There's a, a few of the Benadel fan photos out there. Zach got one with him, and I think um, AJ Mercer got one as well. And so awesome. Yeah, Mishi had a photo booth, like a, a like a paid thing that was set up, but had like a camera and a flash and a big background. 
and you could go stand and push the screen and it would take a picture of you and then it would print out a picture like right there and then of course it saves a digital copy as well so yeah. everybody was taking pictures with ben nadell and everybody in front of that photo booth this year yep um they've got a, a link with a pictures and videos will be posted later so you guys have to check that out but super cool and uh i don't know who else is on the conference team but i know like you said mishi and kai were big members and big contributors to chris make- chris well yeah so christopher schmitz and and uh and michael nat they i think they largely organize a bunch of stuff and then kai koenig as well does a whole bunch of the the content stuff for them i think those three people are the main ones so um, yeah so great job guys uh and there was really solid sponsorship showings as well just to throw it out there we had uh the pixelate guys who make reside cms so dom watson alex skinner was there distro kid was a big sponsor and had a giant banner though they didn't have like a table or a booth or anything but um distro kid is like a really like large website for distributing music and they all run on cool fusion and lucy and like uh gert frowns uh misha offner Egal Sapir, um, Michael, Mike, uh, not Mike, Mark Drew, like they all work for DistroKid. Um, and yeah. so Matt there Gifford was a bunch of. Too, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. My gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm actually visualizing the DistroKid banner that was across from the Ortis booth, and I'm remembering what the name said across the bottom. Okay. Um, there was a Fusion Reactor. David Tattersall was there. There was an Adobe booth, but no Adobe and t shirts and stuff, but nobody from Adobe was able to come out. I heard the had marketing like travel uh budgets cuts they weren't able to actually come out in person order solutions was obviously there there was a coding asia uh like banner that i is some company in like vietnam area or something i'd never heard of that's super cool they were sponsoring um oh uh terratech was there uh paul from um at the cfli podcast i had never met him i didn't realize he was in europe that was really cool um meeting him um I know there was a couple of the sponsors that are, Tumba, that are. That were there. Oh, Tumba, yeah. Uh, uh, Sander was there. My gosh, had dinner yeah. with him. Um, yeah, Tumba's a big one. Anyway, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, and I guess Raja, Raja Switzerland. Dan Card's helping me out by putting some in the uh, in the in the chat here. Uh, Raja Switzerland was also there. Oh, Massa. Oh, yep. Yeah, the Massa CMS. Well, Massa. I don't know how you pronounce it. Goost was there, and um, a bunch of other people. There, there was like, uh, there was quite a lot of, uh, of sponsors. It was, it was pretty good. So yeah. I, I was, I told Mishi, I thought it was a, a, a smashing success. Oh, Foundeo, jeez, uh, Pete, Pete did not make it to give a session, but Foundeo was a sponsor. Yeah, there was a, I thought, it, I thought it was a, a fantastic success as far as the sponsors and the people and the sessions. Um, Very it cool. was crazy. Yep, I will make it there before they shut it down, like Scotch on the Rocks. I swear, as soon as I was actually <laughs> going to go, they shut it down. So, yeah, I never made it to Scotch on the Rocks either, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we get, I guess we should get on with the rest of the podcast, but the CF Camp show will uh, return next year and <laughs> we'll have lots of fun. Hopefully, I can make it there and we can have a great time. And this time, we'll uh, book a little earlier on our tickets, right, Brad? So we don't have to worry about all the ticket hikes at the last minute. Yeah, the prices get crazy late. My family was going to come with me uh, last week, but the ticket prices just doubled right as we were about to buy them. So we're all going to go. My family and I are going to go back in August <laughs> to Germany. We pushed our vacation back to where the tickets were uh, uh, doable. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get on to it. So Coldbox, 
uh, Roadshow is running on the Orders blog right now. So if you guys hadn't noticed, there's a, a bunch of new content. So we're basically having a little Roadshow, lots and lots of blog content on Coldbox 7 right now. So uh, three already out there. So we've got Daniel Garcia, five benefits of using Coldbox REST. Uh, so Coldbox to build your REST API. Grant Copley did one on Coldbox application templates. Aaron, uh, Ellen Quinlan did one on async your future with Coldbox 7. And John Clawson has one coming out, I think, later today called delegates the lightning of empowered of empowerment with Coldbox 7 so lots of cool content there um and basically more coming your way and then basically i think it's july 3rd is the last cold box one and then we're going to start doing command box pro stuff right brad so mm -hmm. a whole bunch of you sessions so. yeah. i didn't i didn't plan any of it but it sounds fantastic Yep, so we got all the different <laughs> team members from Audis uh, sharing their little bits and pieces that they like about the new releases from Coldbox 7 and then Command Box and 5, 5X and some of the Pro features too. So we'll tell yeah. you more about that. But uh, speaking of conferences, CF Summit's coming up fast and Audis training is ready to go, right, Brad? That's right. We got a Coldbox Zero to Hero happening before the Cold Fusion Summit after. in Vegas. Oh, sorry. After Cold Fusion Summit in Vegas. So October 4th through fifth so it's a two-day two uh workshop yep. is that what i'm seeing here yep so it looks like uh luis and gavin are going to be the uh the leaders for that so it's going to be in las vegas at the uh regis uh it's gonna be the venue so it's just a few blocks away from where the cold fusion summit conference happens yep so the early bird price for those tickets are 499 uh, you got about six weeks to get them at that price uh, and then getting closer to it they're going to go up to the regular price of 699 uh we did a lot of work with lots of venues so we got one that was in the reasonable range because all the prices just keep doubling every year so mm -hmm. ridiculous the place we had at the aria a few years ago brad has basically yeah. gone up like 600 percent since then oh my gosh yeah it's it was not mm. cheap at the time and it's not even yeah i'm like <laughs> ridiculous well, unless you want to pay five thousand bucks a day or something uh, it's ridiculous god bless adobe all the money they're putting in to make cf summit still be affordable for us because there's they're seeing the same price uh, increases they're just absorbing it yeah uh, on exactly. our behalf <laughs> yeah i mean again we were going to try and get something at the mirage but there's you know all sorts of minimums and everything else and we just didn't want to you know have those prices so the cool thing is though is we are at the regis so it's a it's a nice little venue it's two miles from the mirage you can walk if you want to from the mirage um, it's next to the marriott hotel it's a two minute walk from there it's only one mile to top golf so we have to go mm -hmm. check that out uh, it's only about a 20 minute walk and it's less than five minutes to Fogo de chow's the brazilian steakhouse less than mm -hmm. five minutes to starbucks and less than uh, five minutes to Lolo's Chicken and Waffles if you want to go Chicken and Waffles in the morning. So when I am not win. familiar with Lolo's Chicken and Waffles. Is this uh, like a Nevada thing? or I don't know about the Lolo's brand, but I mean, I hear a lot of people saying Chicken and Waffles for breakfast is awesome. And I've never done it. I mean, know, I've heard that as like a, a Southern thing. Like yeah. you go to like Georgia and you get, you know, fried chicken and waffles. But So I was like, it's right there. So yeah. I'm going to have to try that for breakfast one of these days and see what it's like. So Here's the website, Lolo's chicken and waffles and it describes itself as homemade southern soul food so yeah it's in the style of, of the south yeah I've, I've never had it i've never had chicken and waffles so maybe you and i are gonna go have, go check that out sounds good to me so i shared the link there go get your uh ticket we want to you know confirm get all the numbers in and uh get ready for that so that is coming up soon <coughs> excuse me as well 
Okay, so next up, we have new releases and updates, and I will let you talk about this because you were there. So at yeah. Sea of Camp, Lucy released uh, a couple of things. So we got a stable release of Lucy 5.4 and a uh, mm-hmm. release candidate for Lucy 6, right? Yeah, so Lucy has just been going crazy with the releases. We have uh, we have an automatic uh, integration that whenever Lucy builds a new release, a little job just kicks off automatically on GitHub Actions, and it publishes it to ForgeBox. That way you guys can test it just basically within minutes. And so we get a little message in Slack every time Lucy pushes a release because you know, it shows it published into ForgeBox. And the last like two weeks have just been like, ding, 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 just like releases scrolling past every day. They've been going crazy. So the 5.4 stable release is going to be, fingers crossed, they said this about 5.3, but uh, it's going to be uh, the last release of the 5 series of Lucy. So that's going to be the LTS or long-term support release. Um, and then the next release should be very soon, Lucy 6.0. And outside of any maybe major security things that come up that might need to go into 5.4, Lucy 6 is, is going to be everything going forward. Um, there were some questions recently in some of the Lucy forums about why is Lucy still spending time on the 5X releases when they're trying to get 6 out the door. And the reason basically is the LTS, the long-term support releases that Lucy offers, just like Ordis does, where you know 6.0 is going to be a lot of breaking changes. So if that's too big of a jump for you to get to, you're not going to get screwed, you know, hung out on some 5.3 or 5.4 version without any, any bug fixes. So the reason they changed from 5.3 to 5.4, because 5.3.10 was the last 5.3 series, was basically because Lucy will do breaking changes in what we call a minor uh, increment based on how they do their semantic versioning. And in the 5.4, they finally addressed, I believe, all of the known CVEs, the vulnerabilities that exist in all the third-party libraries and jars across all the extensions. And part of that was doing some major upgrades to some of those Java libraries that you know was a big jump for them and i think they actually removed a couple extensions from the core some of the stuff that like nobody uses like flash or whatever and um i don't know if that's actually one of the examples but there's some of those that, like nobody used they're really outdated and they actually pulled those and so some slight breaking things which is why it's a a, a minor slash breaking uh bump but 5.4 should be really stable it should be able to pass all of your security scans um i mean it used to be just like hundreds of little vulnerabilities that uh, technically existed in all these libraries, and they've gone through and addressed all that. So if you can't get to 6, you should be able to sit on 5.4 for a while as the as the long-term support release. But the 6.0 uh, release candidate is looking really good from our perspective. When Zach asked people to raise their hands in the keynote and you know who all's tested Lucy 6, only about three or four hands went up, I think. And so Zach uh, yelled at us all and told us that if you guys don't test it, then we don't know if it's stable, which is absolutely right. Um, so we have Lucy 6 passing on pretty much all of our order solutions, major libraries like Coldbox, Testbox, Tontonbox, Quick, QB. Um, I even did some testing in Commandbox while I was at CF Camp, like at the CLI, found another little tiny bug that Zach's already fixed um, as of like yesterday. Um, so the 6.0 has a huge list of breaking changes, most of which probably shouldn't affect you. Little stuff like, you know, member functions and what they return or something like that. But, you know, that'll obviously take a little bit more, um, a little bit more time for people to adopt. Uh, Dan Carr doesn't want me to forget the CFS pages, the ability to have uh, a CFM, but it's script instead of tags. There was a whole bunch of demos they did the uh, first day of CF camp. Um, 
which include you know Java integration and all sorts of uh, all sorts of fun stuff that's in the six point oh. But definitely want to be testing the uh, the release candidate for six oh. Um, Zach's done a great job of documenting all the tickets, and there's a lot of stuff. Um, but for your existing apps, you should be able to get up to five point four without really any issues, and then start testing your six point oh. Because I know they're they're gunning to release that as soon as possible. Because Lucy Six has been like what five years mm-hmm. in, in the making. It's taken a long time, so they're yeah. they're very motivated to finally get that out. For sure. I mean, obviously, it's a big change and everything. But even five four of all those updates is great. And I mean, I just shared my screen there while you were talking. But I mean, they've got two, four, six, eight, like ten or eleven tickets that they fixed since the beta two for that release candidate for six. So they're definitely working hard. <laughs> One of the tweets. Uh, they had a uh, Zach had mentioned that he had basically put Misha out in the hallway and he was working away on some tickets or whatever after people giving him feedback and stuff. So <laughs> having him working hard, so it's good to see. So yeah, they yeah. worked hard. It's it's great <clears throat> to see it. Should be back in a second. <laughs> Daniel Garcia asked if I switched my laptop back from metric to US. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah, I wish. Okay, so I think we're back. So let's move on to webinars, meetups, and workshops. And we'll just ignore the fact that OBS just crashed completely. You wanna you wanna wait and see if people confirm they can hear us? Sure. Oops, if I can type. Yes, Scott, Mishi and Misha is a different person. I think Michael Nat goes by Mishi, but I think it's M-I-C-H-I when they say it that way. Yeah. So I don't know if they can, I don't know if anyone can hear that explanation you just gave because my YouTube still shows it uh buffering. Oh, Dan says he can hear us. Okay. Well, my poor YouTube's still buffering. Yeah, so when I say Misha, I'm referring to Michael Offner from Rilo and Lucy. When I say Mishi, I'm referring to Michael Nat, who runs CF Camp. Um, I, I think it's. I don't know that they only go by those nicknames. I think that's just how I've always differentiated them. I think, give or take, Michael is a common name in German or Swiss German that can be Mishi or Misha. So, anyway, cool, cool. All right. Well, well if everybody's hearing us again, let's let's move on. Sorry about that technical difficulties, everyone. Yeah, Gavin my- had to uh, feed his hamster to turn the wheel and get his computer going again yeah computer was good obs crash for the first time ever i've never had to do that but it happens anyway so webinars meetups and workshops so in case you missed it we had that gulami bayatolov the french dude that did not sound french it sounded more russian but anyway he did the octoperf the load testing tool for modern web apps and that was last week and in case you missed it we have the recording link so i will share that right now and then um, we also had one from John Clawson. Do you want to tell him about that one, Brad? Yeah, this was the Taming Time series data with Stashbox and the Elk Stack. So that was on the 16th, and John Clawson showed us um, his uh, Stashbox product, which is a really cool um, product that sits in the same sort of space like Sentry does that kind of helps manage all the data and logs from your servers. 
yeah the elastic search log stash and cabana stuff really works super well it's crazy good i'm i'm really wanting to see how to set that up and get that running on my own local stuff to play with it some more and then apparently um there's a command box command box pro uh, july webinar coming up soon i assume it's with you brad so um uh, it says with brad wood but i'm finding about it you know just now live on the air with you um so yeah sounds sounds fun um with brad command wood. <laughs> yeah. a question put a question mark in the show notes no, uh, yeah, I think it makes sense to do that about now. We announced Command Box Pro at End of the Box, which is, uh, you know, Command Box will still be open source and free, but we're offering a, a professionally supported license for it. Um, that's going to come with some extra cool features. Um, and one of those is the multi-site functionality that I demoed into the box and that I showed my workshop attendees prior to CF Camp. And Richard Herbert also uh, mentioned it in his Mods TFML session at CF Camp. Cool. So yeah, I have enough to probably do like three hours worth of demos. So I'm guessing I'll have to condense that down into an hour. <laughs> yeah, and I was wondering how how you're gonna do that. But anyways, good luck. The link will be coming soon. The marketing people are uploading John's session right now to CF Cast, and they'll update the link on the webinar page and add Brad's there. So very cool adobe has a bunch of events happening uh, a workshop and basically a webinar every month uh, actually a couple of workshops this month but there was one june 21st we just missed it there's one coming up june 28th so tomorrow um, 9 a.m eastern time so if you want to get that i think brian sappy is leading that one but uh, if you missed last week's adobe Call fusion 2023 release um, webinar on Docker and the Google Cloud platform with the Google Cloud Evangelist. Um, Mark Takata and him went through that session and it's up on YouTube already. And I posted the link in the chat. So there's a few other things there. Uh, again, you can check it out in the show notes. Um, and if you go to the Adobe website, you can uh, look at the all the trainings. So plenty of stuff there. But we're going to move on real quick because lots of content to cover. So CFCAS. Just so you know, we are releasing new content all the time. Um, we have basically John's session coming here, and we are working on a few different series. Now, um, did you see Gary Knight at CF Camp? I don't think he was there, right? No, I don't believe so. He was asking about maybe sponsoring a series on CFCast. So I'm really curious what type of series he's talking about. So we have a couple in the works from uh, Eric. He's doing uh, Inertia JS and Cobox Elixir, and guess what? That's what he was speaking on at CF Camp. So I think all that prep has got him in a great place for that series. So we should see that very soon. And into the box videos are coming to those who were uh, attendees. And if you are not attendee, you can purchase a package uh, in addition to your membership. Um, the into the box videos will be available at about Christmas time for normal membership. But this is a premium package for those attendees or purchasers of the video. So lots of stuff coming to CF Cast and. Uh, yeah, any minute we should be seeing John's session there. Okay, conferences and training. So how did your workshops go? I know we talked about CF Camp a bunch, but how was the workshops? Uh, obviously, Ordis had four pre-conference trainings. Did they go well, Brad? Um, Ordis had two pre-conference trainings. Oh. Um, we we ended up kind of combining down. We had We had a decent number, like a typical number of people signed up for the pre-conference trainings. But basically, um, not enough to really fully populate uh, four separate trainings. That's we true. may have gotten a little over our skis scheduling, trying to schedule four of them. Uh, so we had one that did, I don't think had anybody sign up, and a second one that only had a couple. Anyway, we redistributed the attendees 
two, the remaining two, to have a good solid uh, number of people in each one. So Dan Carr did his, uh, I forget what it was called, but it was something about uh, modern cold fusion stuff. I would look it up, but my computer is currently like going out to lunch. I don't know what it's doing. It's at like, like 100% CPU, and I'm afraid to start killing stuff. So <laughs> all my browsers have locked up. I'm like, okay. Good I think luck it was up. legacy code conversion to the modern ah, world. Yes, yes, that's what it was. And Dan Card had the world's like, like ser- most serious of unfortunate events when it comes to traveling. He tried to rely on the German train system to get him like all the way up to Munich. He thought it would be this like beautiful, leisurely drive through the German countryside. And it turned into a series of canceled trains and canceled flights and delayed flights and delayed trains and whatever delays. Anyway, Dan Card was supposed to be there like a whole day early. And he, he like crawled in to the hotel literally 20 minutes before his eight hour workshop workshop started with 48 hours of no sleep. Um, he like went and took a shower and then did the workshop. He was like a total uh, trooper because the, his travel plans did not treat him well. Um, but I believe he had a really great time at his mind went really good. We had a, uh, a crowd. We talked all about command box server management, you know, server.json, um, how to configure servers, how to performance tune servers. And then we, um, we talked about the last half of the day, all the new command box pro stuff coming up specifically multi-site, which is an, awesome feature i've been working on for like two months now um to basically be able to use a single command box server to have as many sites as you want but unlike just like normal mod cfml we've actually built full web server uh features into command box so you can kick apache or nginx or iis to the curb now and you can have completely different configurations for every single site so all all the settings like you know virtual directories or rewrites or um, server lockdowns are all configurable on a per site basis now, which is a, a major um, new feature in Command Box servers. And that's what's going to be part of Command Box Pro. So uh, I guess you can come to the, the webinar we're doing soon to find out more about that. But yeah, the workshops were, were a hit. Uh, I thought they went, they went great. Great. Well, we did mention earlier, whoops, uh, I guess I can't show my screen. I was going to show some pitches. Um, let me try to fix that super quick here. Sorry. Um, that's what happens when you do this stuff. There we go. That one there. OBS killed me. Anyway, so there were, like I said, there were some cool pitches. Uh, Zach got his one with Ben. Uh, there was a lot of great attendees. Look, that's a good number of people there. And I see some familiar faces, Mark Drew, Nolan, a lot of people in there that Gert. So, uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in the CF camp group. Um, you know, but probably top notch is Ben Adele ran into Christian Bale on the way home. So his CF camp was uh, awesome. And he, I yeah, did not uh, see that. Did he, t- did he tweet about that? Yeah, he sure did. He's like, CF camp was amazing, but, uh, you know, it turns out Christian Bale was on his flight. <laughs> so, That's uh, hilarious. So yeah, so a great time was had by all. Um, but yeah, so again, CF camp next year. Can't wait. Now, uh, that conference uh, is coming up very soon. So if you guys are still looking for another conference here, this is a family-friendly one. Um, so this is one that Daniel Garcia and his son are both speaking at. Um, so basically, it's a family set-up, four-day summer camp set-up. Um, they've got, like, kids' tracks and partner tracks. And then, you know, the, it's a full-stack take-up-assisted community. And that's July 24th and 27th. Whoops, this is 2022. It should be 2023. I don't know where that date came from. Whoops. You missed it. It's gone. Uh, yep. So sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, 
So very, very cool. So um, that conference, again, July 24th through the 27th, uh, great conference. Daniel attended and spoke last year, loved it. He's got the family going. And again, they have a bacon buffet with a whole pig. So can't, can't lose there. Can't beat bacon buffet. Yep. Oh, uh, Daniel uh, Garcia, I think you're in the chat here. We we met your French, uh, like, uh, not doppelganger, but just like the equivalent of you from France. Uh, Pierre Oliver, who goes by Poe, I've, I've met him at CF Camp every year. He's a great guy, uh, programs in Cold Fusion. I never knew this about him, but he's all into like smoking meat and cooking and posting pictures of it on Facebook. He had a shirt on one day that was like, I smoke, smoke meat and eat things. That's what I do or something. And the next day, he had another T-shirt on about like, bar. Not it didn't use the word barbecue, but something about like cooking and smoking meat. Anyway, and I asked him about it and it's like a huge, uh, no, I didn't take a picture of him because I'm, I'm stupid. And I never think to take pictures. Um, but yeah, it's like he's totally into it, always posting pictures. And Dan Card and I are both like, we need to get this guy and Daniel together. <laughs> it would hit it off. But anyway, so if you come to CF Camp next year, Daniel, uh, you can you can hang out with Pierre and talk about all the different uh, American and French styles of smoking meat. Um, anyway, I just randomly thought of that. <laughs> Too funny. Cool. Well, uh, WCF Summit West is coming up in Las Vegas, the 2nd through the 4th. Um, just in case you're wondering, um, you missed out on the early bird pricing. So the $99 season pass just went up to $199. And the professional pass, which is the conference on the 2nd and 3rd, and then the, the training for the Cold Fusion certification on the 4th is $299. So some good meals, good coverage there. And again, it's, they discount it severely, right, Brad? It's ridiculous hell. Yeah, How Adobe basically is. pays you to go to 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 CF Summit because yeah. it costs a lot more than what you pay, and Adobe basically pays the difference. So, um, I'm I'm glad that they do that for us because for any other human, like if if Ordis was to put on into the box in Las Vegas, we would have to charge you like a crazy amount of money to actually just cover the cost. So Adobe uh, makes it affordable, which is awesome. And it looks like the speaker registration has closed. It's no longer on the website. We weren't sure when that was going to disappear, but you can also see they're empowering student coders. So you can That's get awesome. a free full summit pass for Adobe Cold Fusion Summit 2023. If you're 18 years or older, enrolled at a higher education institution, and your current class schedule shows at least 12 credits or units and have a valid student ID as your student enrollment, you're actually eligible for student pricing, which is free. Yeah. So, so you uh, basically have to be a full-time college student. Now, I think there's a couple things that aren't included, like the after party, um, but like the keynote and all the session talks, you can just go to. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. And just all you have to do is email Keyshore for more information about that. So uh, if you know somebody that is even thinking about coding or something and they're at college, doesn't mean they have to be a coding student. You know, give them an opportunity to come check it out and get a feel for it. And so that's a great way to get new people in. So it's our job to go find them and help uh, bring them in here. So I've already reached out to someone I know. Um, and so hopefully they're going to come. But yeah, share it. That's a, a great way to, uh, you know, get the word out and get more people using Cold Fusion and CFML. And again, cheap conference and a good time at the same time. Okay. Um, so next up again, we did already talk about the CF Summit training. So right after that, uh, again, conference, second and third, come to our training on the fourth and the fifth, and uh, we'll have... A lot of cool things going on there again it's just great time to spend uh you know getting to know people too and these these workshops aren't a you know 
once and done. You know, we have the, the chat open and we make friends. And a lot of the people that are working with us now came to a training and now we're good friends with a lot of them. And so it's a, it's a great way to, to meet other people in the community. And again, Coldbox Zero to Hero, you're going to do a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff in there. Um, I'm just going to share the link, but I mean, we've sort of taken this one here. I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, didn't we meet like a lot of our patrons that way? You know, Gary Knight was a, a couple <clears throat> of trainings and like David Levin. Uh, I mean, yeah, I half think our so. speakers have met us through that type of thing. You know, it's just a really, it's a really good way to sort of dive deep. I mean, that's how I started with Water. So I did a three day boot camp. So I met Brad and Luis. And I remember uh, that. Was that CF Objective? What conference CF, was that? CF Objective 2013. 2013. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. I know it is. I mean, I've known you for almost, yeah, basically 10 years now. Crazy. Yeah, because I don't think I'd ever heard of you before then. And then you yeah. just wouldn't go away. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, a lot of good stuff here. Again, there are some prerequisites, um, but you can check out the repo already, get an idea of the schedule and everything if you go check out that that ticket. But um, yeah, it'll be a good session. Again, have Luis and me, and there'll probably be a couple of our oldest team members hanging out. Uh, we like to spend some time after the conference sort of team building and building with the community so definitely want to do there a decade of gavin woohoo says dan yep <laughs> uh just yesterday one of my meetings they were talking about trying to lose me like it's hard to lose someone as big as me <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh and into the box the tam brad are you gonna be only going five, back or are you gonna like only, hold off <laughs> only five months away so uh yeah there's actually been some chatter internally in our order slack talking about planning uh in, I, into the box latam i don't know if i'm going to be there uh they they posted a list of Ordis people usa speakers who were selected to join them and uh, i'm not on that list right now so uh i do see some names of people that have never gone down there so i think they're trying to rotate around we'll see uh we'll see what happens um i know you always have but, a good time yeah they're already firing it up i loved being down at into the box tam they had a massive crowd um and they they attract pretty much people who have never heard of cold fusion um which is from you know from central america and around which you know the fun thing about that is you know those people come in most of them students because they give really good discounts to students just to come learn from our technologies and we get to know who they are as possible people we could hire um in the future and you know those people come in with no like preconceived notions about like oh cold fusion is legacy cold fusion is crap they come in and they're like oh cfml this is cool it's some new language let me learn about it right and we show them all of our tools and show them all of our stuff and a lot of them are excited to go back and, and try it so um itb latam is uh is a really fun place so if you know anybody doing cfml stuff in central america who wants to travel to that or just programmers who would be interested you want to help support us that's uh going to be i think uh, i see you have november 30th in the show notes that's, that? what, that's what i think i saw looks today. like we've moved it a little earlier in the year then because it's been in december the last two years yeah it's been like fourth um, fifth somewhere around there so it's about a week earlier um so yeah probably the week daniel, after think of thanksgiving you know daniel garcia asked if i would be allowed back in the country again um i'm pretty certain i would be allowed i don't know if i should go because somehow i have gotten sick the last two times i've gone i never get sick when i travel but El Salvador, like well, you do consume it, about three times your body weight in so, ceviche, it, ceviche. In ceviche. <laughs> which yeah, I love ceviche I, too. I actually had some. I love ceviche. Not too long ago. Ceviche is basically like raw seafood that's been like prepared in a special way, you know, like with 
citrusy acids and stuff but yeah i i probably eat way too much i was gonna say like you know there's <laughs> always a, seafood there's always a small <laughs> chance of getting sick from you know raw seafood so if you eat that much you're just basically playing the numbers wrong you're it's gonna so, get sick <laughs> it's so good i can't i can't hold myself back uh but yeah too funny. anyway cool Dipl- diplomatically i'm allowed to go is a good idea mm, i don't know we'll see but <laughs> <laughs> okay Moving on to blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. So we have a, a blog from Luis about TestBox VS Code extension. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that, though, in the ForgeBox. Uh, actually, the VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. So I'm going to leave it there. And then uh, I'll let you talk a little bit about um, the next blog post from Daniel Garcia. I don't know anything about it. We should have, we should have Daniel talk about it. He's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh five benefits of using Colbox to build your rest api i'm sure there's a lot more than five benefits but i'm sure he just picked the top five um but a lot of people are building rest apis these days and you know cold fusion has its own little resty thingy built into it um and there's some other frameworks out there but Colbox is uh is the most um full of features full of documentations uh, full of conventions, uh, easiest way, um, in my opinion, to build a REST API, just the routing, the security, testing, uh, validation, and debugging, which are the things that Daniel covered, uh, put Colbox way out ahead of the pack in, in terms of getting a REST API out there with the least amount of work. So yeah, this is I'm scrolling through it now. This is a great blog post that just covers um, some of the top-level things that uh, what I love here is he picks stuff that basically you don't get in any of the you know the built-in cool fusion rest right cool fusion may have a quick and dirty way to make a rest api but they don't have full routing they don't have any security they don't have validation there's no way to test it so yeah looks like a pretty cool blog post if you're interested in rest and how to do it with cold box um that's a great blog post to check out yep next up um we have one from eric peterson on hyper so hyper is a, a pretty cool module and we haven't covered it for a while so that is going to be our module of the week so i will cover that in more detail there but lots of cool stuff coming to uh, to hyper and then we already talked a little bit about the cold box zero to hero workshop in october and maria jose uh, or Maho um, has got a, a little rundown on everything you need to know there, uh, the details, the pricing, etc. So we will share that in the chat. And then we got another <laughs> one from the show, bo- uh, the road show, the show box. <laughs> yeah, Grant Copley has uh, one called Test Box Application Templates. So a lot of you guys have probably used this if you've ever used a cold box create app command in, in command box. You just type cold box create app in an empty folder. It throws a little cold box template app. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize is that uses our default template, which used to be called the modern script template or advanced advanced script. But we actually have a whole bunch of uh, template applications you can create with that command um, that a lot of people don't know about. We have one that shows how to use Elixir. We have one that shows how to do a REST application. We have one that shows how to do REST, but broken up into modules. We even have a super simple uh, application template you can do. It's just like a bare bone cold box app. Because uh, we have a lot of stuff in our default Coldbox app that's like, here's a Docker file, here's a Docker Compose, here's a CF config, here's a VS Code settings file, here's a CF format, like, you know, everything you could possibly want. And that can be a little overwhelming. So we even have like a super simple template that's like, here's the bare minimum files it takes to make, you know, a Coldbox application and you can go from there. So Grant's uh, blog post basically just kind of walks through a few of those really common ones uh, and shows you what they uh, what they do. So that's a really good, really good blog post. 
Yeah, especially if you're looking for the differences between six and seven, you know, you can go pull up the mm -hmm. new version and sort of, you know, diff, diff that. And I think the way Luis did them, we have versions of them too. So you can actually see the previous versions with the release tag and, you know, go right. and them and see. Yeah, what yeah. So every time we have a major release of Coolbox, we, we update all of our sample apps. And I think we change the version numbers of the sample apps to be the major version of Coolbox they correspond to, I think. That's so that the way, way we try to do it. There does get a little more complicated when the major version of Coldbox uses this major version of CB Security, but CB Security <laughs> has a different version in this app. Versus, so it's one of those things where, yeah, yeah. we have all the pieces, but it does get more complicated. <laughs> uh, we we're talking about like, uh oh, do we want to talk about peer dependencies like JavaScript? And we said, no, let's just not talk about this anymore. But there's a lot of great <laughs> template updates. So uh, go check that out. And then Alan Quinlan, we mentioned another road show. Um, we have the Async Your Future with Coldbox 7. So he's got a cool way to take your lightweight application and add a little bit more to it with some large data sets and everything and how Async can help you with that. And so that's a great blog post for maybe getting started or thinking about using asynchronous stuff from Coldbox 7. And then uh, I think I should share my screen here, but this is the tweet I was telling you about, about how they put Misha in the hallway and made him work. <laughs> So I thought, um, if that's the tweet I'm thinking about, he wasn't actually in the hallway. He was actually in the corner of the room where the where the um, sponsors were. Uh, okay, it's the FOIA, but he was. Oh uh, uh, no, that's not that's not the right tweet. Uh, that's not the one you were thinking of. Oh, there was a tweet that shows Misha like down on the like sitting on the ground with his laptop in front of him. Oh, I didn't um, see that one. Oh well, we'll have to go uh, through the pictures well, and find it. He probably was on the ground doing work for a while because I was sitting next to him for a while out in the hallway. It, it's amazing how many bugs like get fixed quickly at conferences. Uh, it's, just, it's the same way into the box. And it was the same way at CF camp, you know, because Misha's there and I can be like, hey, Misha, I just ran into this bug in Lucy's six. And we just like both look at the same laptop screen and we're both typing and we just like find it and we fix it. Well, it's um, way easier to reproduce it when you've got it on your machine still. <laughs> so it's so right. much easier to trans yeah. transmit that <laughs> communication across. <clears throat> but yeah. Oh, yeah. Too funny. Cool, cool. Well, we also have a, a blog from Ben Adele. So uh, on his way back from CF Camp, he was listening to a Ruby podcast. They talked about compacting arrays. Uh, do you know what compacting arrays means, Brad? I saw his tweet about it. No, I don't. And I haven't read his blog post about it just yet. So I guess it's meant to go and take all those undefined indices or nulls out of it. You know, how you can sort of say, hey, I want an array of 20 items, but you don't actually have 20 items in there yet. And everything's kind of empty. We don't usually do that in Cold Fusion. We just add something to it. We <laughs> don't set the size of an array like a lot of other languages would in the old days. So interesting. I mean, I assume this would be like just an array reduce where you would just not return null values. Yeah. Or you oh, I see. Filtering, oh, yeah. You're right. He's using filter, which is actually even less boilerplate. Yeah. I mean, anyway, that's. I don't do that often enough. I'm not sure why I would need like a, a function to do it, but it's pretty cool. I mean, and it's hard to do it without without null support, and if you don't like size your array, and like in the old days, you'd have to say, yeah. "I want an array of size 20," and then I'll put some items in it, and that would be more of an issue. But right. So I mean, in in typical Ben the Dell fashion, he has the the entire function is like. Uh, 30 lines or 20 lines as 15 lines of comments the actual code is only about five lines but the irony is this could have been one line right <laughs> all you, you you just need return input filter and then it since all he's doing is returning a single value he doesn't need the curly braces in the body that's just boilerplate 
So you get rid of the body of the curly braces. You don't even need the return inside the closure. All you need to do is just filter return not as null value. Um, so like this is literally a one-liner, which is why I probably wouldn't be enough for me to even bother making like a reusable function for like what's basically like 10 characters of code. But uh, it's an interesting idea. I've, I've never heard it called compacting. I just would have said remove all the nulls in the array. <laughs> That's what I would call it. Yeah. Um, so, but Dan's saying that the gist is of this is that Lucy filters on the filter function, but Adobe doesn't. Well, uh, I don't know what that means. Lucy filters on the filter function. I, I guess naturally, I guess Lucy CFML naturally filters them out when you're when you're calling filter. Oh well, hold just, on. There, there is a bug that I'm aware of in which some of the CF engines ignore null values. And I think it's actually a bug and they shouldn't do it. He may be thinking about that because I've run into this before with when you're like doing each or something with a, um, with an array and each will just like, yeah, that's what it is. Cause I, I thought it was loose if it did it, but if you did like, like array dot map, it does. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you had like five, uh, five array indexes map is always supposed to give back an array of the exact same size as the input. But it's a couple of the CF engines have basically bugs in my opinion, where if two of those values were null, you would only get back three items, which is totally crap behavior. Um, yeah. There's tickets in for that. I just don't know if they're fixed because CF engines never fix the stuff. That's truly annoying. Yeah. Um, so that's, that is Lucy that does that. And so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Lucy needs to fix that crap. But um, as far as I know, that's nothing that's actually the way cold fusion should work. That's, honestly just some some crummy implementation of some of the member functions yeah we also had a, another blog post from andrew dixon so he was there as well so these are some of the things um he got from the conference that weren't new but he hadn't come across before and so some of these things like lucy startup listeners so in the server cfc and the web cfc you can actually listen for things the cf admin tag which i'm surprised uh, that's I thought that was pretty common uh, knowledge. Well, Lucy's always had a CF admin tag. Are they making it no longer experimental? I don't know. It's documented. The, C the CF admin tag has always been part of Lucy. In fact, the entire Lucy administrator is powered entirely by the CF admin tag. But Misha's response to that has always been, it's undocumented, don't use it, I may change it at any time, is basically <laughs> what the CF admin tag has been. So I'm actually curious if they're saying, okay, Okay, because you know the Lucy's thing was always don't use CF admin, use the administrator API. And of course, the whole joke about that was that only a fraction of functionality was ever put into the stupid administrator API, which was like, well, yeah, but that doesn't really work. But I'm curious if they actually just decided to document and kind of lock down the, the feature set of CF admin to the point where it's like, hey, use this. Because I think that would make sense. Most yeah. of it doesn't change. The note says, since several people asked us to document the CFM and tag, we're publishing it here already so that you can have a look at the actions and the attributes as well. There's the examples available. doesn't say it's I mean, fully documented or it doesn't warn you not to use it or anything. It just, <laughs> so it's, well, I, I don't know who did it either. So it's, I'm sure Zach probably did. I mean, click on the GitHub link and you can see yeah. who the blame of the file is, but it sounds like something Zach would do. I mean, I, I've oftentimes opened up the Lucy administrator CFM code because I know it contains examples of literally everything the CF admin tag does. So if I'm like, how do I add a data source with the CF admin tag? I just pull open the Lucy administrator code for adding data sources and I look and see, you know, uh, where it's calls of the CF admin tag are. So, um, I think that's Mitch, a good thing. I mean, Microsoft added some. some oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, well, that's from various folder from Rilo. Wow. So they copied it from the Rilo stuff. 
Well, that was six years ago. I didn't think it had ever been documented. Yeah, that's, maybe that's, somebody that's, did that a while ago. Yeah, six years ago, apparently, Microsoft well, did it. So, so I don't know if if Mish has changed his stance on I may I, I can change this at any time and I can break it and that'll be your problem. <laughs> but there's the docs, I guess, if you want to use it. <laughs> yep. Good luck. Well, I know Brad, you got to take off for a meeting here, so I got you, know, you have to run. So everyone say bye, Brad, and I'll finish up the the rest of the podcast here. Um, well, I got a couple minutes. Okay, well, then we go let's, real quick. Let's jump. So, find a job. We got three jobs listed this this well fortnight. This couple of weeks. So, Trail Trilogy Federal LLC um, posted a job on June twenty seventh. A full time web developer called Fusion at Arlington, Virginia. So we got a little bit of information on there. You can go check out that job up on getcfmiljobs.com. Um, but this one was interesting. So we got a full-time senior Windows Cold Fusion administrator part-time. I don't know how that works. <laughs> that if, doesn't seem correct. Yep. So apparently the GEP solutions, uh, looking for somebody uh, there in, in Herndon, Virginia. And then... Uh, so we got a senior Java with Cold Fusion developer remote. So I'm this curious if they're moving from Java to Cold Fusion or from Cold Fusion to Java, or if they just use both of them. Yeah, I mean, look at that that spec list, Brad. This it's a kind yeah, of most a, of it interesting mix, isn't there? Most of it seems to be just straight up Java, not really related to Cold Fusion, but yeah. I mean, they're obviously looking for some web technology, some relational database stuff, Postgres, DB2, Oracle, SQL, ORM hibernate spring but it does sound very jobbery especially with the access xml jaxp all those other weird acronyms i don't even know what they mean so lots of stuff there but so if you're a java person who's got some cold fusion chops maybe that one will be good for you too and you guys can go check out um, more information up on getcfmljobs.com or look in the slack channels we got find a job in the slack channel okay Forgebox module of the week, Hyper 7. So Eric is a stickler for um, the Simver. So there's been a, a couple of breaking changes. Even though they're a minor, they're still considered breaking changes. So he's up to 7.1 now. I think he was last year at this time, it was 3.6. So it's definitely not a, every year we release a major version. If he breaks something, it's a major version. So um, Yeah, major major version bumps in an Eric Peterson library doesn't mean there's major changes. It just means there's a breaking change. Yep. No matter how small, if it breaks something, major version bump, yep. uh, which means you're always safe to update minor versions, may or may not be safe to update a major version. Yep, for sure. And there was a blog post there. Um, and so in the blog post, you talked about like six or seven major features. You want to give us a quick rundown of what they are? Um, if I can open the blog post I here, highlighted the hyper, it. hyper updates right here. They're right above you, the, the little uh, bullet points. Oh, you put them in the show notes. Sorry. So trying to make it easy. Uh, yeah. So there's a new documentation site uh, for Hyper. He has an as XML uh, method, which I think is the same as the as JSON, except for it's XML, but a JSON that's kind of handy. Um, head and options shortcut methods. He has some more accurate status codes. I don't know what that means, but it sounds interesting. Um, easier uh, custom Hyper clients and the ability to fake requests. I bet that's useful for uh, unit testing. Yeah, for sure. I'll just show the blog post real quick for those who are watching. But yeah, the the more accurate status codes was 
I guess you got a, 402, a 502 bad gateway versus a 408 request timeout response. Previously, they're all 504s. So they're trying to get a more accurate response from the underlying Cold Fusion engine. Um, but That's yeah. weird. So 504s for invalid I would think host. he was just returning the status code that came back from the HTTP request, and that's it. Yeah, so is he I, translating I, it or something? I don't know. I mean, basically, the 504 is usually for invalid hosts. Um well, sorry, 502 bad gateway is returned instead of the 504 gateway timeout for invalid host. The 408 request timeout is if it takes too long. The 504 is basically if it's not one of those. So anyway, it's uh, it's really Weird. cool. I do like the fact that you have this stuff here, um, you know, the faking and everything else. And I know that Eric's been doing a lot of work with AWS, and so that's probably why he's got the XML stuff, because, you know, depending on what you're doing, sometimes you got to drop down to that or if you're using a JDK. You have to mess with Java sometimes. So anyway, but yeah, lots of cool stuff in Hyper. It makes your life easier. It's a fluent builder experience for HTTP requests and responses. And it makes, you know, it basically wraps up the CF HTTP and gives you a bunch of helpful helpers on top of it. Helpful helpers instead of those unhelpful helpers. <laughs> but yeah, so Hyper is pretty cool. And again, if you're working with APIs, it's great because you can lock in, you know, keys, you can lock in, uh, you know, base URLs, and then you just need to, make a small change when you're calling it and the hyper custom hyper builders are great for that you just say this is what i need to communicate with this api and then your call just needs the little bit of the url on the end and any params you're posting but all the keys and everything are already sort of locked in that wirebox mapping for you so right yeah hyper is what cfhtp would be if it was a nice fluent dsl with all the helpers you want it is really great whenever we're writing an sdk that wraps around an api and you want to be able to make, you know, API calls that are all have the same sort of like authentication tokens every time, the same headers, but they just change out the URL they're hitting. Hyper makes it really easy to sort of build these like reusable requests um, that just get rid of a lot of the boilerplate. We use it a lot internally. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, for those who use a lot of JavaScript stuff, it's a lot like Axios. You know, you can do a lot of the same things as you can with Axios. So it's very cool. Yep. Definitely worth checking out highly recommend it next up we have our vs code hint tip and trick of the week and as i mentioned earlier we have a blog post released from luis and it's talking about test box tdd bdd support in vs code and so i'm gonna share the link here and share my screen but i know we've done a lot of work with our um, vs code extensions and we've been updating them a lot and so this has all the new cool features to allow you to work with testbox 5 too so man that graphics is looking pretty cool but yeah so it adds support for testbox version 5 um and so that's great for working with all the new things there's also some, some default shortcuts for running and jumping to a spec command so you can actually say you know describe or it should be created so you can jump down your file to find the right tests and everything and then some new commands for running test harness too so you can uh, run the bundle, run the harness, run the previous test, or run the spec. So pretty cool. So and I'm curious here. One of the examples says to use Shift Command T, which is obviously something only a Mac person would run. So what is the equivalent key combination on a Windows computer? Since 85% of of Full Fusion developers use Windows. So I think com Command is usually the Windows. But Alt key. or is that Windows? It's usually Windows. I so it would be Shift Windows T, or maybe it's Control. But I'm not sure. You'll have to try it out. 
Uh, we should probably add that to our dots because it's a good question. So again, some you know improvements too. They're really working hard on um, optimizing it, making it more functional, and yeah, a lot of cool changes there. So if you're using test bots, um, check that out. If you're not using test box, you should be. And then uh, VS Code, a lot of cool things. We got a cold box. Uh, extension as well but these extensions really do help you working with things and the scaffolding features for the tests alone is worth it so if you want to you know boilerplate up your your tests that can definitely help with that and a lot of yeah i mean i never too. type out all that boilerplate by hand and i used to just go copy and paste it from another spec but you don't need to do any of that uh when you have the test box extension installed just use those shortcuts it's great exactly so go check that out and then Last but not least, our Patreon supporters. So we've got 40 Patreon Yay. supporters right now supporting us. And a lot of them, our top Patreons, which we'll um, read through the names shortly, a lot of them are bronze packages and up, which means they get that Forgebox Pro account and the CFCAR subscription. And they also get the profile badge on the community site, which is available for all Patreons. And then we have a private forum on the community website, and we have a private Slack channel just for them on the Box Team Slack. So lots of cool benefits for being a Patreon supporter. And if you want to find out more about it, they can go check out the link that I'm about to post. I think it's Brad's turn since he's well cultured now. You can try and mispronounce these names and tell oh, us I'd love who to. are our favorite top our patrons. Top, our top patrons, Gavin, are John Wilson of Synaptrix, Tomorrow's Guides, and Jordan Clark, uh, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, uh, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee of Sunstar Media, Dean Maunder, Kevin Wright, Doug Kane. Nolan Irk, who I just saw at CF Camp, and Abdul Rahim. Very cool. So thank you very much to all of our top patrons. And thank you to all the other patrons, our, our other patrons. we got a lot of great patrons out there. We can't read all of them. We run out of time. We're already over our time as it is. So uh, we just read through the top patrons. But you can find out more on the Auto Solutions website. Under the About Us tab, we have a sponsors link. So you can find out uh, more about our top patrons. And all of our patrons are listed there. So... Thanks again for joining me, Brad. Uh, I know that your jet lag is hitting you hard yep. and trying to catch up, but uh, go run to your client event. And thanks, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week, hopefully, for episode 200. Actually, Bye -bye. it's 4th of July, so it won't be next week. It'll be the week after. <laughs> July, July 11th, come back for the 200th episode. So have a good one, everybody. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.